welcome back to Noah's Window. I'm Mary Alice Hoover, and again, in Noah's Window, we're trying to refocus our eyes on the Lord uh, during difficult times, just as Noah looked up to the Lord through that window that God had him put in the ark. So um, this week has been a series on Back to Phoenix, because Mark and I made a trip back to Phoenix, which was our first time back to Phoenix since uh, a, a very difficult time of our life 10 years ago when Mark went through a very dark struggle. And thankfully, God uh, brought us through that. Um, but yesterday, I talked to you about in the difficulty, praying and waiting. And we ended the day talking about how difficult it is to wait. And it is difficult to wait, isn't it? Um, especially in our day and time. We're, we're so accustomed to instant gratification. Uh, my goodness, sometimes now I put in an order in the evening and it arrives in my door the next morning. So um, we, we are in our culture, in our country, in this day and age, used to instant answers. And um, when we pray and wait on God, it can seem like a very long and a difficult way. And maybe sometimes we feel like he isn't answering uh, because during that time of waiting, we don't hear anything. So we assume maybe he didn't hear us or or he isn't going to answer. But I can guarantee you this because of God's promise. Whenever we uh, lift our request to him, he will hear us. He promises to hear us. So um, as I mentioned yesterday, when it was very, very difficult and I was feeling very much alone. Um, and when my person who always gives me leadership and answers was incapacitated, and I found myself in a very uh, new and difficult role. And all I knew to do was pray. I, I, I had no other resource. And so I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and I prayed. And I waited and waited and waited. And it seemed like answers were not coming. We were uh, in Phoenix for, I was revisiting the calendar for about two weeks, pretty close. And during that time, we heard very little from anyone. There was a dear friend in Atlanta who reached out to me a couple of times and just checking on me, and we had very brief exchanges. Uh, at that point, I didn't know her very well, and uh, I was trying to be careful not to overburden other people. So anyway, um, January 3rd came. I was looking at the calendar again. It was the first day back after the long holiday. Most people got back to their offices and to their emails and um, found apparently my messages and my phone calls. And so suddenly on January 3rd, I had a multitude of responses, and among them uh, was my new, very dear friend who said, I think you need to come back to Atlanta. And so we spent the next 24 hours or so um, packing everything up and getting ready to fly from Phoenix to Atlanta, where um, as, as God was laying the plans out, he had uh, some very special people ready to meet with him and help him, help both of us, but particularly to help Mark. And so God had it all planned out, but we were coming out of that season of waiting. So one of the things that happened during that season where um, I remember Mark many times during those days um, uh, weeping and asking me, why are we here? What are we going to do? And all I could say is, I don't know. I believe God brought us here. Um, I don't know exactly why, but all we can do right now is wait. And so... Um, when the phone started ringing on January 3rd, it was a very exciting time. But um, previous to that, one of the things I, I mentioned to you yesterday is Mark kept asking me for scriptures, and I think he's told this story before, but there was one night that I stayed up and just searched through the scriptures and made him a list of things that I thought would um, minister to him. And he actually did a series based on those scriptures uh, called Intensive Care some months later after we got home. 
And I, I think one of the reasons that actually turned into a sermon series is I, I uh, back then I would meet with ladies who would call in and wanted to talk with someone. And I kept, because Mark shared his story so openly, we began hearing many people who came to us and expressed their um, desperate, uh, desperation of um, their journey through anxiety as similar to Mark's. And so very often I would pull up that list and share with them the same scriptures that I shared with Mark because they seemed to minister to him. And so that's one of the days I was mentioning that to Mark. I said, I keep printing those scriptures off and, and handing them out to people. He said, you know, I think that that would work for a sermon series. So if you're interested in those scriptures, you can uh, check out the sermon series, Intensive Care. And I think more recently he might have visit, revisited it in another series. I can't remember the name of the series, but I think the message name was 911. But in any event, I want to share to, with you today one of those scriptures. And before I read it to you, I want to give you a little context. Remember, it's so important when you're looking at the scripture to know the context. Who, who's talking? Who are they talking to? What's the situation? So I'm going to read to you a couple of verses from the book of Psalms. And the book of Psalms is a book of, of, of uh, poetry and what we might um, equate with hymns. We, we still sing many of the Psalms in our praise courses. But um, contained within those, besides just um, lyrics to songs, within those you will see uh, historical narrative and prophecy. And, oh, there's so many things built into that. And um, most of the songs were written by David, uh, but there are other people who also contributed to the psalm. So that ha- been, having said that, Psalm chapter 18 is a psalm of David, and, and it was a psalm that he wrote in a particular time. It was a time when he was um, being chased down by King Saul. Now, David had been anointed. God had sent Samuel to anoint him as king, but he didn't assume the throne right, right away. And Saul, um, who was the sitting king, although God had left him at this point, uh, chased after David because he felt threatened by him, although David had never done anything to threaten Saul. And so David found himself uh, in a battle he did not choose, and he was running for his life, and he cried out to God many, many times. And so in this particular psalm, he's referencing that, but I just want to pull out a couple of verses that I feel resonate with the situation we were in and uh, God's response. So in Psalm chapter 18, I'm going to jump into verse 6, and again, this is David uh, talking. And he says, but in my distress, I cried out to the Lord. Yes, I prayed to my God for help. He heard me from his sanctuary. My cry to him reached his ears. It's so important to know when you're in trouble and you're crying out to God that he hears your message. He gets the message. Um, There are some very sad stories in this life of people who are in trouble and who tried to reach the help that they needed and the message didn't go through. But you can be confident that when you're in trouble and you call out to God, the message will go through. He will hear you. So I'm going to jump over a lot of the details. I hope that you'll grab your Bible and read this whole story because he's describing what happened in this particular situation as Saul was chasing him down with his army and trying to destroy David. So you can read some of that. But I'm going to jump back in further down the chapter in verse 16 when David says, He, speaking of God, He reached down from heaven and rescued me. He drew me out of deep waters. Now, in our particular case, when those phone calls came and we went back to Atlanta, God had prepared some people that were very much going to help Mark. Now, I won't say that it was a a switch that was flipped and everything went from very, very dark to very, very light because that wasn't the case. It was still a journey. And I will tell you, as he began to get better, 
what I discovered in this journey was uh, he would have windows where he would seem normal almost every day there for a while in the afternoon, which seemed to be his best time. We would suddenly be able to engage in conversation and he seemed normal again, but then that window would close. And then, but it seemed like each day the window was a little longer and a little longer. And so in God's mercy, he fully healed Mark. I believe that. And I, and I do believe as dark as that valley was, I believe as Mark mentioned earlier in the week, God led us through that valley. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of um, uh, a tunnel down in Alabama, I think it is. Um, There's a tunnel that actually goes under the ocean to take you from, I think it's Alabama into Florida. Maybe it's still Alabama on the other side. I can't remember, but it's a very long and dark tunnel. And I remember as we made this trip several times because we had trips to Florida for various reasons, and even when the boys were younger, I remember preparing them and saying, okay, we're about to go in this really, really dark tunnel, and it can be a little scary, but we're going to come out on the other side, and it's going to take us where we need to go. And so if you know there's light on the other side of the tunnel, and you know why you're going through it, it makes it a little easier to endure that period of darkness and maybe a little bit of fear that comes with that closed-in feeling of being in a dark tunnel under the ocean. And that's kind of what I think about here. It God didn't cause the darkness. God didn't cause the difficulty, but God is not slowed down. In fact, God redeems our difficult moments and turns them around to make us stronger and better and open new opportunities. And that definitely was the case for us. We went through that dark time. God led us through it in just the right time. He took us to the other side. He brought us out and he opened up a whole big vista of new opportunities, new relationships, new new uh, opportunities to minister. And so we can look back now and say, oh, wow, God certainly did take that difficult time and transform it, redeem it into something wonderful. But in the moments of the darkness, it was still dark and it was still hard. And it still, it was, it was, um, it was a dark valley. Now, we wouldn't sign up for that again in a million years if we were given the option. However, However, what God did through that, we wouldn't want to trade either for what he has done in our lives through that. And I believe uh, Mark came out on the other side of that dark tunnel, a different person in many ways. And I think um, God has used him tremendously as a result. So that's our story. I know each of you has your own story to tell. And all of us have been through dark tunnels, dark valleys. And I just pray that when you're in that dark valley, that you'll cry out to the Lord. And if you don't get an instant answer, first of all, don't stop praying. Keep on praying um, because he is hearing you. He is hearing you. And then be patient in the waiting and trust him in the waiting. You know, if we got an instant answer, there wouldn't be any reason to trust. It's while we're waiting that we must trust because we can't see. You have to trust when you can't see. And so trust him when you're in the waiting. And then look for that victory because it's coming. Um, and I pray that blesses your heart today. It, it was um, quite a journey for us to go back down there and to see the places and revisit some things. Uh, some, some places were no longer uh, open, you know, and 10 years is a long time. That was the other thing that was interesting to just take in 10 years, what God has done in 10 years and how much has changed in 10 years. And we just give him all the glory for what he's done. So I hope that blesses your heart today. He hears you. Hang on. Keep waiting. Keep trusting. He will answer. He will reach down and rescue you and take you through to the other side of that tunnel.
um, I'm confident that he will. So let's have a word of prayer this morning. Oh, Father, how thankful we are that in the darkness you're with us, in those difficult days where we are struggling to just function because we don't know which direction to go or how to go forward. We don't see any of the answers. Father, thank you for being there with us, for your presence, for your power when we are so weak. Thank you, Lord, for all that you do for us. And for each and every person that's watching or listening today who's in a dark valley, I just pray that your presence would be very real to them and that you would give them the faith and the courage to keep on looking towards you and reaching out to you and waiting for you to answer in your time, in your perfect timing. And we're going to thank you for all that you have done and all that you are doing right now and all that you're going to do. And we're just going to uh, give you all the glory and the praise because you deserve it. And we are so thankful. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I hope you've maybe found a nugget or two this week that will be a blessing to you. And we will look forward to getting back with you again next week here on Noah's Window. God bless.